0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, another podcast recap episode. I'm recapping 25, hypothetically, actually. It's more than that because of some of the YouTube videos and some of the supplemental ones. But anything that's happened since the last recap, which was number 1125. So this is 1150. Thanks for many of you have stayed with me all the way through. And I really appreciate that. I'm learning as I go and remembering additional things as I go, thanks to some of your excellent questions and great guests. First of all, thank you, sponsors. With me, Charter, uh, all the way, even though some of them have changed hands, they're still, still around and still some of the leaders in the industry. So Beckett Media, Beckett Rating, Beckett Authentication, Compsy.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops. So 1126, the first one was the six listener questions. I really don't usually recap the listener questions. I've got to find a better way to summarize those because there's always a few questions in there that are better than the others. And if I'm looking for a question that I dealt with, it's hard for me to find it. 1126A, when I put a suffix on the number, it's because it's supplemental was unplanned. That was my tribute to Dick Butkus. And I just did that by myself. I remember him playing. I've actually met him, a huge guy and gruff, but had a sense of humor too, and he autographed an 8 by 10 for me. I don't even know how that happened, but I remember, like I said, it must have been at a national or at Hawaii or some other really big show, but... Again, an amazing football player. And iconic cards where he's forever yoked with Gale Sayers in their 66 Philadelphia football rookie cards. 1127, the outtakes with Jeremy Lee. Same thing. I can't always remember. I guess I could go back and listen to it. I Actually, I encourage you to listen to Jeremy Lee every week. He's actually more than once a week, but his sports cards live starts out being every week unless he has some other conflict. But he's very diligent and pretty prolific as a podcaster. He's got a great live interview format. And so when I'm on, I'm usually on for an hour, and I try to grab 15 or 20 minutes of something that I think I really haven't talked about uh, on my podcast. And I think I could either rehash it, or I could just capture the audio, edit it down, but then direct you to go to listen to Jeremy. And then he wouldn't have to listen to that episode or you could listen to it and say, oh, that's what at least what I thought was important for me to provide to my audience. But that was uh, right after the National. Jeremy's really uh, good about scheduling out his guests. And so he had asked me, so well, why don't I come on after the National? And we agreed. And we had a good time. Next one, same thing. Jeremy is in the habit of bringing late Sheldon uh, for a vintage segment on his Sports Cards Live And he has the tradition of always having Leighton have a question for the guest, which was me, and vice versa. And so we really got into a little bit there about buying collections in the old days, then and now. And my hat's off to him. I think he works it really hard, does a great job. I think I was a little more stealth back in the day. I took out ads and I did what people did, but there weren't websites in those days but i got more than my share of collections let's put it that way so I, I was pretty aggressive i rarely lost but again you're not bidding against anybody you're just trying to pay a reasonable price that satisfies the person and that you can make some money and Leighton's doing the same thing now 1129 another listener question episode uh, again you just have to check that out and then the next three 1130 31 and 32 were all with mike kramer And I got to say, and it was with Rich Klein, we could have gone a lot longer. In fact, we did go a lot longer. I had difficulty editing it down into three uh, roughly... 15 minute episodes. But I, and I knew if I've got Rich in there, when you have three people on the microphone, it doesn't take three times as long, but it takes longer because Rich always has something to say. Mike Kramer, one of the real pioneers in the industry. And I've got something to say too. So uh, trying to fit it in was great, but we could have gone more and we probably will. Now that I've read the book, highly recommend it. It confirmed some things for me. I learned some things. And even though I was right there for a lot of that, it was nice to hear Mike's perspective. So highly recommend you get his book, Kramer's Choice. Uh, 11.33, another episode with Rich about promoting shows. And we've talked about a bunch. And I think those are episodes that get reasonably good traffic because people are always trying to think about, but this was more from the promoter aspect. And Rich is a promoter. He goes to shows, but he's promoted shows. But back in the day, in the days when our company was riding high, and even before that for me, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I went to hundreds of shows, and Rich did too. And so we have that perspective of knowing what we like. And I have promoted a show, which is the next episode, 1134. Essentially, my first show I was the promoter at the first or possibly second show that I attended, so you don't know what you don't know, but I always have gone into business thinking, what would I want if I were the dealer or if I were sitting on the other side of the table? How would I want things to be done? As Rich pointed out, that was a a BYOT show, Bring Your Own Table, and I pointed out that Again, this is a long time ago, but I do remember there was no cash left in the room. Talk about a cashless hobby. There was no cash left in the room. Enough people walked in with collections and walked out with cash that at the end of the afternoon, because it was not long hours, by mid-afternoon, there was no cash left in the room. Everybody had cards and they could trade their cards back and forth, but the dealers did not have any cash because they'd outlaid it to these people that walked in and didn't want to trade. So same thing, 1135 was the cashless episode. Rich and I casually talked about that. and, And we just think that's where it's going. There are all kinds of issues with not being able to use cash or cash being not as preferred or different IRS reporting. Again, that's... One of those topical issues, hopefully it's somewhat evergreen, but it's not perpetually evergreen because there are going to be some new rules. In fact, there are new rules. They just haven't enforced them yet, and they put it off another year. 11.36, outtakes uh, from Hobby Hotline. I'm on that uh, once a month, and it's an hour-long show, and usually there's 15 or 20 minutes. So This first one, 11.36, we're mentioning cards being sold through Costco, which, again, is a longtime hobbyist. Exposure with a national uh, footprint brand like that, I think is good. And quality control the q c aspect you to be careful what you want uh, what you wish for because if quality control was as good. As what uh, some collectors want uh, from the manuf- card manufacturers, there'd be no need of grading. If every card came out as a 10, you wouldn't need to grade it. You would just have new cards that are uh, bulletproof, indestructible, uh, perfectly centered, sharp corners, impervious to surface. If they perfected that, I don't see that as a good thing. So the fact that even when it's pack fresh, pack pulled, there still is some variability in that. And I don't want to see badly miscut cards if something's an 8 or a 9 or a 10 coming out of a pack. I think people want it to be a nine or a 10, but that makes a nine, a mint card being a dog. It, it doesn't sound right to me. 1137 were outtakes on the national and pre-rookies hobby hotline again. And people always want to know what the inner workings of the national are. And there's different constituencies there. And I think anything I could or we could say about that, I think we're going to see changes as they go with the new regime. And I'm excited about that. And the, the pre-rookies, I just want to tell you, this NIL is here to stay. So name, image, and likeness, the, the the whole idea of a pre-rookie being less than or not very important, I believe they're going to be more mainstream. You're going to want early cards of players who you didn't know if they were going to hit, you hoped they hit, you thought they'd hit, but when they hit big and they become kind of a goat person, people are going to want early cards of their favorite players. So don't be dismissive of, of pre-rookies. 1138 was my tribute to the Texas Rangers. They did win. I, I love baseball, and I, I only went to one of the playoff games, none of the World Series games. Again, they were playing away a lot, but I watched all the games. I pretty much watched every game on TV. And as I mentioned... No way was I going to go to the parade. The parade was at the same time as the card show. I don't even want to watch the parade on TV. I really enjoyed the the on-the-field action. The parade and the speeches, not as big a deal for me. 1139 was a tribute to Bobby Knight. I think he had passed away maybe over the weekend. As I said, I'd met him. Not really very friendly i probably should have played the card of knowing one of his really good friends was a good friend of mine that probably would have warmed him up but i think what made him great as a coach probably made things difficult in the rest of his life very driven but i hope he's resting in peace uh, he had a long successful career with a, a few bumps in the road but certainly an excellent coach in almost every respect i think if you played for him and liked him you really loved him 11:40 the five listener questions the ninth time I did, that's I am probably can do more than five listener questions in an episode, Again, you can check that out. 11 to 41 was the Upper Deck Hockey, comparing three different one-pack-per-box products. And, and you'd think, what's the big deal? But there is a big deal. They have different design. They have different uh, odds, different um, chase elements. I, I love the idea that Upper Deck has uh, brands that have continuity that you can say, I want to track that each year. through 10.29, again, the numbering seems out of order, but that's the numbers in the thousands for episodes for me are my video episodes that I put on YouTube. They're pretty much six-minute videos that deal with one panel at a time of my card wall, and I have 80 panels. Like I said, I'll be through all the thousands, and I talk about what is on that panel of eight as well as what could have been. And I do have some updates, that really good Kobe Bryant card that I got in an estate sale for a dollar or two, whatever it was – I've got it back from BGS now, and I'll probably, when I get through Z, then I'll start back over and point out things that have come out since then. I don't want to do it piecemeal. So you can see from the titles of the YouTube videos, they go in alphabetical order, and that's the way I'm doing it. It's multi-sport. 1142 and 43 and 44 were all about the hobby dinner conversation that I had on the Friday night of Kyle's big Dallas show in Waters Creek. Again, not great acoustics at all, but great people there and we're willing to talk over the Italian music and be heard behind the curtains because we didn't really have walls to block out the ambient noise. I'm not an audio professional, but I want to make sure I get stuff that's, I think, of interest. you just got to listen a little closer. But a great group. It doesn't happen without a couple people come from out of town and saying, hey, what about if we get together? And I said, let me put something together. And it was great. I'll definitely do it again. So if you're in from out of town at some of these Dallas shows, feel free to email me at drjamesbeckett at gmail.com or let Rich know. And we'll definitely do it again. I'm not going to do it every time. And I'm more likely to do it on Saturday. But I, I do want to do that. It was a lot of fun for me. And I think that people enjoyed it, too. 1145 was uh, comments I got mainly from YouTube of people that, that looked at the card, all videos and encouraged me to keep doing it or do it a different way and all that. 1146, the hobby dinner. I got immediate feedback about the hobby dinner conversation uh, from people that were there as well as people that were just listening. So I wanted to share that with you because it amplified things that maybe you couldn't hear as well. And then 1147 was my thankful for my brother. I finally have solved the mystery, I think, of how I ended up with my brother's cards. I'm not blaming my mom. I couldn't have stolen my brother's cards because I, I went off to college a few months later and I didn't take my cards with me. So they were at home where my brother was still living and my mom was there. And so my mom must have just put them in with my cards because my brother, I think, didn't care that much. And as I said, they were five or 10 bucks worth of cards at the time. And they just mixed in with mine. And he never said, hey, you didn't collect in 67. Those must be mine. He just went on to other things. And I resumed with my collecting and Eventually, out of all the top sets of all the sets, I would have put it together one way or another. 1148, the current hot topic that's upsetting, was about megabids. There's an unfortunate situation that precipitated the discussion. But as I said, it's a nuclear option. Be careful when you're trying something like that because it can blow up in your face. And then lastly, the nine listener questions that I just did a couple of days ago. I just feel like I'm getting behind on listener questions and I don't want to do a whole episode. When I'm doing three times a week, I just don't have time to do nine episodes for each question. So if I can do nine questions at a time, I'm going to be able to answer some of the questions that people have. So really appreciate my listeners and viewers. Thanks again. It's the greatest hobby in the world, and uh, I'm going to keep going here, and I will see you again on Monday.